This is Rama for Today Radio. About this. But I, I, this just dropped down, seemed to drop down inside me. You see, about this woman with the issue of blood. You see, there were four thoughts, so I just wrote them down. I was more of a sermonizer than a preacher in those days than I was a teacher, though I did teach. You see, number one, a destitute condition. Number two, a good report. Number three, a desperate act. Number four, a glorious sequence. That's a good outline, isn't it? See, a desperate condition. How much more desperate could you be than that woman? A woman of 12 years, suffered many things and many physicians. Issue of blood, 12 years. Spent all of her living. All our money's gone. Nothing bettered. Rather grew worse. Isn't that a desperate condition? How much more desperate can you get? But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here comes a good report. Blessed be God. She heard of Jesus. She heard of Jesus. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we're continuing with Kenneth E. Hagan's series, The Healing Anointing from Volume 2. We know you're learning, and we want to help you gain as much knowledge as you need about the healing power of God and your right to be healed. Later in the program, I'll return to give you details about this month's special radio and podcast offer. Now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan. See, I learned that from Jesus. See, back there, he told me in 1950, he always preached first thing, certain things, see? So I always did. But I've got two sermons, particularly not way back in those earlier days, a lot of time, not always did I have two services a day, the 10 o'clock teaching service, just carrying the night service. But at least these two sermons, if I taught them in the daytime, I'd preach them sometime during the week and night. Two sermons uh, concerning the woman with the issue of blood that I preach. Now, one of them, or both of them, came by inspiration. Now, we study. Paul told Timothy, a young minister, study to show thyself proved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so I studied. Sometimes just a text would be laid on your heart and you'd start studying it and, you know, work up a message, you know, or, or, or a certain subject title would be just laid on your heart. So you'd start studying, work up a message, you see. But it would come over a period of time. Sometimes you'd even work several days on it, you know. But this came by like that, just like you snapped your by inspiration of the moment. Now, one of them, there in 1950, you know, it came the week, actually, that, that the Lord appeared to me on Friday in, or on Saturday night in the vision. See, during that week, I was driving because Rockwall was 10 miles from Garland. I was driving down the old highway there that went to Rockwall from Garland, 10 miles, you see. And I'm driving along uh, praying. I've already, I got my Bible right there in the seat by my side. I've already got some notes there, you see, because I'm going to, I think I'm going to preach along this line. And I'm driving along singing in other tongues, just singing, you know, in other tongues. And, and when suddenly the Lord just dropped a message down inside my spirit, just down in here. And I just pulled over on the shoulder, oh, just a two-lane two highway, but, you know, not real travel a lot. But I just pulled over on the shoulder of the road, you know, pulled off of the highway over here on the shoulder and, and, and got my, uh, I always had a pen or a pencil, and then I got the paper out of my Bible, and I just wrote down the outline. It was about this woman, because I'd been meditating on it, about the woman, and I had another sermon that I got out of a book somewhere, an outline about this, see. But I, I, this just dropped down, seemed to drop down inside me, see, about this woman with the issue of blood. You see, the, there were four thoughts, so I just wrote them down. I was more of a sermonizer than a preacher in those days, and I was a teacher, though I didn't teach. You see, number one, a destitute condition. Number two, a good report. Number three, a desperate act. Number four, a glorious sequence. That's a good outline, isn't it? Yeah. See, a desperate condition. 
How much more desperate could you be than that woman? A woman of 12 years. Suffered many things of many physicians. Issue of blood 12 years. Spent all of her living. All her money's gone. Nothing bettered. Rather grew worse. Isn't that a desperate condition? How much more desperate can you get? But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here comes a good report. Blessed be God. She heard of Jesus. She heard of Jesus. She heard of Jesus. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. A desperate act. She came. Amen. Number four, a glorious sequence. She was healed. Made whole. Daughter of thy faith made whole. See, so I just preached that that night. That's good preaching material. I'd preach that everywhere I went. See, I'd preach that everywhere I went. I mean, sometime, maybe not first, but sometime everywhere I went. See, that's 1950. So, now, March 1952. Actually, that part of February, the first part of March. 1952. I'm down in Alabama. Little old church down there preaching, you know. And, and I'm preaching this sermon. I read from the woman with the issue of blood. See? The woman with the issue of blood. I'm, I got this sermon, same sermon outline, you know. I've improved on it some. The more you preach it, the more you'll get on it. Added something to it, see. So, I got my notes there. Got my Bible open there. I've read my text. I've started out with this sermon that I got by inspiration. You get one by inspiration, it'll last. You can just keep on preaching it. You work up one, it might not last one preaching. Say <laughs> amen. And so I look down at my Bible. You see, I'm preaching. I'm on this first point, you know, a desperate act. Now, about the time I get down there about this good report, you see, and I look down at my Bible. I still got the same Bible right over there in my office. But I look down at it. And those words where it says, for she said, just that part, for she said, just stood up on the page. What do you mean they stood up on the page? See, I didn't know everything then I know about faith. I, I just take you folks how I learned it. Sometimes it took me years to learn something. I can teach you in two minutes. Some of these students around here, you see, I didn't know anything. Well, Brother Hagin always knew that. No, just dumb as you. Sometimes dumber over a long period of time. <laughs> amen, amen. See, I didn't know all, all about this saying business like I do now. I didn't know all that, see. I looked down at the page of my Bible, and when I said that part of that verse, for she said, just stood up on the page. What I mean stood up on the page? Well, those words look like this in three times bigger print than the rest of it. I've looked at that Bible since then several times, and it's all the same print. <laughs> but it's when I looked down on it, there it stood up. For she said, for she said, and I saw something new, and I just took off on that one. Yeah. Glory to God, and I started preaching on for she said. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> See, so I got the two of them now. So I said to Jesus there that night in Phoenix, Arizona, the home of Brother and Sister Fisher, I said to him, now I've got these two sermons that came by inspiration. You can see how that one came. One while singing in tongues, the other was preaching. Just look down there at the page, there it is. just popped up up there. And so I said, uh, now those two sermons I always preach everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Now, it seems to me at times, particularly at times of prayer, times when you're waiting on God, it seems to me that there's something else, you know, that's sort of another sermon, another message that will complement these two. Go right along with them, you see. That, that's a, that you're trying to get over to my spirit. Why didn't it just come by inspiration? I don't know. I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. See? But now, I said, it, it seems to me like I just get right there and I'm almost ready to receive it and then I don't get it. Now, if I'm right, would you mind giving me that other message while you're here? <laughs> and so he said, you're right. Get your pencil and paper and I'll give it to you. Now, here's something you see that you've got to learn. It takes time to practice, you see. 
You see, man is, 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 is Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perisheth, or the margin says is decaying, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. The outward man, of course, is your body. You understand that? The inward man is your spirit. You do have a soul. Well, you see, we can operate. Uh, here's something you need to see. You can operate over here in the physical realm, the, the, the outward man, the physical realm, you see. And the soulless realm in connection with the physical. Not, not necessarily be operating in the spirit realm. But thank God we're so built where we can operate over here also in the spirit realm. And your soul will also operate with you in the spirit realm. Because there's emotion involved. That's part of your, your soul, you know, is your emotion. The emotional part of your being. It'll work both on the physical and on the... I, I'm not going to that. It's another subject. But here's what I'm going to say to you. Uh, here, here's the thing that, that, that it's, it's difficult for us is to, to know that we can change from one to the other. And know how to do it. That's the reason I'm going to teach a class on spiritology to the second year students this year. Never taught it before, but I won't teach it for 20 years, I guess. Never taught it before. Now, there's some parts of it that you cover sometimes in some other areas, but, but I want to teach a lesson on spiritology. And, and uh, one, among other things, I want you, any of you second year students here, you know, well, you'll find out about it, and, and you'll learn something about how to, do, how to operate in both realms. Now, you see, this is a spirit vision. I had my eyes shut praying, yet I see Jesus, just as real as see you. I open my eyes physically, I don't see anybody, except the people in the room. Brother and Sister Fisher, they're three daughters and sons-in-laws. Now, you need to realize that there's three types of visions, there's three types of revelations. And I know that, well, the way that I know it was, Jesus told me there was. Can you find that in the Scripture? No, but I can prove it with the Scripture. Scripture doesn't say there's three types of vision, but I can prove it with the Scripture. That's good enough, isn't it, as long as you can prove it. Let's talk about the three types of revelation, or visions. We'll not talk about the revelation right now. Now, first of all, you see, the lowest type of vision and the highest type of revelation are very similar because you receive the revelation in your spirit or you see things in your spirit. In your spirit. Are you listening to me? Yes, that's a spiritual vision. Then the second highest type, that's the lowest type, you see. The second highest type is one would fall into a trance. You know, the Bible said uh, uh, Peter went out on the housetop to pray and he fell, fell into a trance. The Greek literally says he fell over bodily. Paul said he was in the temple there in Jerusalem praying and he's in a trance and he saw Jesus. What do you mean in a trance? Well, when you're in a trance, your physical senses are all suspended. Are you listening to me? You see, that's a little higher type of vision than in the, just with your spirit. See, your, your physical senses are all suspended at the moment you don't know you have your body. Now, the highest type of vision is what Jesus called, and I call, an open vision. You didn't fall into a trance. You're not over here in the spirit realm per se, yet with your physical eyes wide open. You see. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not going into detail about that right now, but just state that and let it go. This was a spiritual vision. That's the reason I want to establish that, see. So therefore, you've got to, you're seeing with the eyes of your spirit. Now, when he said, get your pencil and paper and write it down, then I opened my eyes, you see, 
because I'm kneeling there. Actually, I got off my knees and just sat on the floor in front of this chair because this is an hour and a half later. And so I said to, also, we had another couple there, a singer and his wife who went with me. And I said to her, run in there in my bedroom and right on the table by the bed, you'll find a pencil and a pad. Always kept it there, you see, because a lot of time praying in the nighttime, the Lord give you something. I write down. If you don't write down, you forget it. Very often. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Right now, I want to tell you about a special offer called Health Food Devotions. On October 1st, 1979, Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan began prayer and healing school on the campus of Rama Bible Training College in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Health Food is a compilation of his teachings on healing during that first year. This devotional will surely strengthen your faith regarding healing. The book, Health Food Devotions, has been discounted for you, our radio and podcast listeners. So to order your copy for only $12.75, please call us toll-free at 1-888-FAITH-99. Once again, that number is 1-888-FAITH-99, and we'll get that right out to you. If you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. You can also connect online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. We always love to hear from our listeners, and there are resources to help you with marriage, children, work, finances, and so much more. So write in or call us and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Be with us in a church service. That's right. Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and Sunday evening at 7 p.m. And we're also in Oklahoma City. Yes. At uh, 8921 Northwest Expressway. Yeah, that's it. That's right. On Sunday night, 6 o'clock. Come and experience Sunday morning on Sunday night. That's Have the right. weekend free and then come on Sunday evening. And, yes. And, and, and enjoy an experience. Well, we that's better right. get out of here. Hey, we'll see you next time. Next week, you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan's The Healing Anointing Series, Volume 2. That's Monday, here on Rama for Today, with Ken and Lynette Hagan.